My goodness, everything is in flux today. Welcome, it's Eric Erickson here. News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. So let me bring you up to speed. First of all, I, I'm so I'm down at WDBO, our, our sister station in Orlando, here for a conference. I uh, came in to do the, the show. I uh, wanted to make sure that everything was live in in, in because today's been a big day. And on top of that, I, I've talked to a member of the Judiciary Committee. And it, what this member of the Judiciary Committee it told me is, one, the Republicans are all really, really angry with the Democratic talking point that it's a bunch of white men uh, on the Republican side on the committee, the implication being that, you're, that uh, Christine Blasey Ford could not get a fair hearing. Uh, and the reason that that is making him more and more aggravated is because uh, Senator Chuck Grassley has bent over backwards to try to find a way for uh, Professor Ford to testify. Let me give you the options that Chuck Grassley has laid out to uh, Ford. She could meet with the Republican and Democrat investigators. She could meet with the chairman and ranking member. That would be Grassley and Feinstein. She could meet with all of the members of the committee behind closed doors, or she could meet in public. They have laid out all of the available options for her to meet, public or private. And what they've been met with by the Democrats is that Professor Ford is owed a day to to basically tell people what she knows. And they said, okay, well, let's have her come to the Senate. Well, she shouldn't have to testify behind closed doors. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh needs to be exposed. Okay, so let's make it public. Well, we can't make it public because you'll just harass her and all the pressure. And don't you know she's getting death threats and she's gone into hiding. Yo, here's another reason I don't believe the story. Why I think she's lying. Because she's a highly educated college professor. You're a highly educated college professor, and you're not smart enough to know that when you make a claim of attempted rape against a Supreme Court nominee, that you're going to have to publicly testify, that things could get heated seriously. Essentially, you know what? So a friend of mine, a a national conservative writer, actually, he and I, we traded messages on this earlier today. He said, it seems like Ford is operating on college campus politics where you can accuse a male college student of sexual assault and you never have to face him and you have a a kangaroo court that convicts him. I mean, because on college campuses now, isn't that what happens on college campuses now? You can make an accusation against a guy on a college campus and his life is over on college campus. There is no due process. For a man on college campuses here under the American constitutional system, the accused has the right to face the accuser. Now, Senator Orrin Hatch has laid some of this out today. Let me read you some of what he wrote. He, he did a fairly detailed um, bit on on Twitter said the bottom line, first and foremost, there's a process to vet, investigate and evaluate claims like Ms. Ford's in an apolitical way outside of the public eye. Democrats circumvented the process, risking damage to Dr. Ford, Judge Kavanaugh, the public trust. 
The day the allegations were aired in the Washington Post, Chairman Grassley and his team began the committee's regular order process of ensuring these accusations are heard and investigated in order to be considered in Judge Kavanaugh's confirmation. The committee had Republican and Democrat investigators. Standard practice and regular order of the committee is to conduct bipartisan background calls used to inform members. As Chairman Grassley has noted repeatedly, Democratic staff declined to participate. As Senator Grassley also said, Dr. Ford's testimony would reflect her personal knowledge and memory of the events. Nothing the FBI or any other investigator does would have any bearing on what Dr. Ford tells the committee, so there's no reason for any further delay. Additionally, every letter, statement, and interview made to the Senate Judiciary Committee carries a legal consequence for not telling the truth, just like sworn testimony. Letters like Mark Judges fulfilled the same need as sworn testimony or an FBI interview. If additional evidence came out that Mark Judge lied in his letter, he would be charged with perjury. Patrick Smith's letter to the Senate Judiciary Committee, noting that while he was named in Ms. Ford's account, he never witnessed the events she described, similarly serves the purpose of sworn testimony. Senator Grassley has delayed the committee vote. He's offered open or closed hearings. He's even offered to send committee staff to California at Dr. Ford's convenience. We remain hopeful that we'll have an opportunity to hear from her. And yet she will not respond to any inquiries from the Senate. That's where we are. By the way, I know some of you have more concerns, and I'm happy to take your calls tonight. I, believe it or not, we, we have this way that I can patch in since we're sister stations. While I'm in Orlando, I can actually take your phone calls. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Y- y'all, I don't believe Christine Blasey Ford. I do not believe it. Do not believe her accusations. What I am not saying is that she was not sexually assaulted. She may very well have been sexually assaulted. What I am saying is she's lying about it being Brett Kavanaugh. And I believe that her lies are politically motivated. Why do I think she's lying? Well, let's look at the story now as it has evolved. And I realize that we're dealing with a traumatic experience and memories are fragile things. But if memories are fragile things and this is a traumatic experience, then I don't think people should be putting as much credibility in her statement that it definitively was Brett Kavanaugh as some people are who are politically motivated. I I think that is a real issue. But let me break this one down for you as clearly and plainly as I can. First, she said there were four attackers. Then she said, no, no, I told my therapist two attackers and the therapist made a mistake. Then she says she told the therapist that Brett Kavanaugh was the attacker. The therapist's detailed notes don't have that. Then she says that she told no one, and now suddenly there are people coming forward claiming she did tell them. She said it was during the summer, and others say, no, no, it happened during the school year. None of them can actually tie it to Brett Kavanaugh. As as I mentioned in the earlier intro, CNN and MSNBC today had on multiple women who went to school with Christine Blasey Ford, and the best they could do was that the boys from Brett Kavanaugh's high school were drunks who abused women. They can't tie it to Brett Kavanaugh. This is a cultural thing. And you see, that this is, this is a, a fairly strong indicator that the Democrats are ready to move past this. They know they've got nothing else because now they're indicting the culture of the school. 
I said yesterday on this program and last night on Twitter that we would know the Democrats are giving up the game when they pivot to a cultural argument against all boys prep schools from the early 1980s when the drinking age was 18. And they're already doing it today. I expected it to happen at the end of the week. They tried to find people to come out and say they were witnesses, and one woman tried to help Christine Blasey Ford, and I don't believe that that Ford or or her team pushed this woman. I think she did it on her own. She came out and said, I know Christine Blasey Ford. We went to school together, and I remember this incident, and Brett Kavanaugh needs to come forward and man up and be honest. And then she said, well, I don't actually have any firsthand knowledge of this incident. It was just talked about at school. And then she, when people pointed out, well, how could it have been talked about at school because it happened during the summer? Then she said, well, I don't have any direct knowledge of this. I don't have any firsthand knowledge of this, but this is what all the boys at that school did. All of the stories keep changing. Here's what has not changed. These people are trying to ruin the reputation of a good and innocent man all in the name of protecting Roe versus Wade. That is what this is all about. This is abortion politics. And this is the people who look at a, a an unborn child and say, hey, we can rip this thing limb from limb, are the people who say, hey, we can destroy this man's character to protect our ability to rip these children limb from limb. That's exactly what this is. Now, people are upset with my bluntness, but let me be even more blunt. This is a fictional accusation against Brett Kavanaugh, and instead of having the FBI investigate, maybe we should have the Hardy Boys or Sherlock Holmes do it, because I'm pretty sure fictional detectives might be able to process fictional claims better than the FBI. We'll be back. Let me take a quick time out to thank this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Now, you may not need a VPN. I do for my work, and I've been trying to find a good one that isn't going to break the bank. And it's sometimes very difficult, and it's hard to set up. For those of you who don't know what a VPN is, a virtual private network, uh, it lets you privately and securely use the Internet at fast speeds without being tracked by anyone. Oftentimes, you have companies that require you to have a VPN into their um, system, and sometimes you need them so you can't be tracked. With all the news coming out about data hacks and breaches, it's hard for me not to be worried about my digital privacy. No matter what you do online, your mobile carrier, internet service providers, they're tracking you. Doesn't matter what your cable company is or your phone company, wherever you're getting your internet from, you're probably being tracked. With ExpressVPN, your internet data is encrypted. Your IP address is hidden. ExpressVPN covers less than 7 bucks a month. It's rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and dozens of expert reviewers. It has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, your tablet. Yes, you can use them on your phone and tablet. If you're on unsecure Wi-Fi and you want to keep hackers and spies from seeing your data, ExpressVPN is for you. Now, to take back your internet privacy today, to find out how you can get three free months, go to expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Eric for three months free with a one-year package. Every day you use the internet without ExpressVPN, you're putting sensitive information at risk. So don't put this off. Protect your online data with ExpressVPN today. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. It is 26 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. Let's go to the phones. 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Tom, you are up first. Welcome. Hey, how are you, Eric? Thanks for taking my call. Can you hear me? Yep, I can. 
Okay, yeah, in the same vein that you're talking about, many of us thought Dr. Ford's statement were a put-up job by the DNC. My observation would be, A, in August she took a polygraph, supposedly. In August she obtained an attorney uh, with questionable backgrounds on the left. And in August she swept her Facebook accounts where no one could check her social media history. And in Diane Feinstein's account on TV last night or night before, I'm not sure where it came from, Feinstein said she was trying to keep it confidential, but it was taken out of her hands. And at the same time, this may have been out of context also, she says she wasn't sure if the accusation was true or not. Yeah, you know, there's actually a report today in the Washington Post that Feinstein staff try to keep her away from reporters because sometimes she, quote, says interesting things. That that was actually what they said. Um, I, you know, I don't know about her cleaning of her social media account. I, I haven't heard all of those reports. But what I do know is that there were only a handful of people who had this information because the Senate Democrats kept it from the Republicans. There was uh, Diane Feinstein had it. Um, a, a congresswoman from California had it, and the Washington Post had it. Now, the Washington Post had it because Christine Blasey Ford herself, admit, she turned herself in, she called the Washington Post tip line and told them what had happened to her. And then Diane Feinstein had it. So who leaked this? Y'all, this again, the, the Republicans were caught off guard by this. They didn't know, so they couldn't have leaked it. They wouldn't have leaked it. So the Democrats had to leak it. And that, that, again, goes to the senator I talked to who's on the Senate Judiciary Committee saying that it, there's just even among the Susan Collinses and the Lisa Murkowskis of the world, there is a, they want to hear um, Blasey Ford because they think if you come forward with something like this, you should be heard. But this more and more has the pattern to it of being a setup. What is that pattern? I want to talk about the pattern when we come back. It is 38 after the hour. Eric Erickson here, News 95.5 and AM 750. Welcome back. Uh, we got more people on hold to talk about this Kavanaugh situation. I do, believe it or not, we have to talk about the Russians and Brett Kavanaugh. And I will go there. Yes, I, I, trust me, you're going to. I, I know, I know where you, you think you know where I'm headed on this. You have no idea where I am headed on this. I promise you. You're going to have to hear me talk about the Russian campaign and Brett Kavanaugh. It is not what you're thinking. But first, I want to not keep everybody on hold forever. So let's go to Scott calling from Augusta. Welcome. Hey, Eric. How you doing? Good. How about yourself? Hey, fine. So, uh, why, if there's a, a, a conspiracy behind this, a movement, a, a collusion, whatever you want to call it, would this not fall into uh, under the RICO Act in some way? Uh, no, because it's not it's not per se a criminal enterprise. Uh, RICO involves typically a tortious claims, uh, tort claims, uh, and uh-huh. they this is not this is a, this is defamation defamation against a guy, and because it is defamation against him and he's a public figure, there's really no grounds uh, unless you really want to go there and claim it's malicious. But I don't think Kavanaugh or the Republicans want the spectacle of suing a woman who claims to be a victim because. Uh, 
the media will just make well, it a I'm big not heyday against her. them. I'm talking about yeah. the people behind it. Yes, well, it, it, but there's, I mean, you, there's got to be an underlying crime in RICO. And what is the underlying crime? Now, you can say, well, conspiracy. lying to the Senate. Well, e- even conspiracy, though, there's got to be an underlying crime for the conspiracy. Uh, is it Treason? lying to the <laughs> Senate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's not really a crime, per se. I mean, because it's politics. And that's sad to say, uh, Scott, but it's, it's politics. It's gross what? politics. Yeah. It is the grossest politics. But it's not really a crime. That's, yeah, the, I, 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 I beg to differ. I mean, I don't. I'm not a lawyer or a judge, of course, but uh, it seems criminal to me. Well, yeah, listen, I, I get it. I, I totally yeah. get no, I you do. saying you that, do. but. Yeah. There's there's not a there's there's no there's not a tortious interference claim there's not a negligence claim there's not a a conspiracy to sell illegal items there there's not a, a, a if there's anything it is possibly trying to lie or obstruct uh, a conspiracy to obstruct justice except what what it is is it's a conspiracy to try to stop a vote in the Senate and and trying to stop a vote uh, in the Senate unless justice. it's yeah, well, you see, I, I, I mean, yeah. justice should you know, be I, I letting hear, him. I hear you from the political yeah. side of it, but, you know, it's just, and then I'll, let, I'll, I'll go so somebody else can talk, but it's just proof that the, the ultimate end of, of this uh, radical liberalism or radical progressivism is insanity. Yes, I mean, yes. Are, are They're insane. Crazy. They're, they they're liars insane. and insane. And, and yeah. that, Scott, is why you've got to stick around and, and hear the Russia angle on this. You, you all really, I don't want to play this up too big, but you got you got to hear the Russia angle on this because there is a Russian angle on this. But, you know, so what is the crime? Well, it could be lying because, you know, presenting false testimony is a lie, but none of them are under oath. And you will note that Christine Blasey Ford has patently refused to do anything to put herself under oath. Y'all, I want to tell you this, and I want to tell you right now. I have talked to numerous people connected to Brett Kavanaugh's defense and his campaign to get him on the court. He has an entire operation the White House put together behind him. And for several days... They were rather upset. This caught them off guard. They weren't sure what to do. They weren't sure how to proceed. And they are really confident that not only has the tide turned, but that they have found a piece of information to totally discredit the claim against Brett Kavanaugh. And they want him to be in the Senate on Monday. They want him to be in the Senate so that they can show that they have the claim, that they can show they have the evidence, that they can push back. John in Fayetteville, you're next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. I might have a different perspective than what people have been presenting, but I want to make sure I have my facts straight first. Okay. Okay. This young lady says that she was uh, uh, inebriated and couldn't remember things. Right. Is that correct? Yes. She does remember where she was. Correct. She does remember when... Correct. And if that happens, how can she remember it was him? See, this I'm, you know, John, I have said now for the last 48 hours, maybe she was sexually assaulted 
but it wasn't Brett Kavanaugh. And there are a lot of people on Brett Kavanaugh's legal team and members of the Senate, including a couple of Democrats, who are coming to this conclusion that maybe she was sexually assaulted, but it's not Brett Kavanaugh. Right. I just don't understand how this card can be played every daggum time. Yeah. Every I mean, think about Herman Cain. I mean, right. I love Herman. I would have voted for him. But he got run out because of the same thing. How it's, come 30 listen, years later these things come up? Well, you know what the next one's going to be, John? It's it's that Brett Kavanaugh's a racist. Because once they've right. gone through the, the sexual assault, it's he's got to be a racist. You, you can't vote for him now because he's a racist. I'll tell you how I can tell the tide is changing slightly and it's probably going to pick up steam, is because the Democrats are moving back to, well, if Brett Kavanaugh was on the Supreme Court, think about all of these things. They're they're no longer attacking him based on this claim. They're attacking him based on what he would do on the Supreme Court. That's a big red flag that they think the game is up on this. Robert, John's Creek. Hey, love listening to you, Eric. Thank you. My question is, since apparently Dianne Feinstein knew about this woman in July, and I heard today, I can't corroborate it, that she did her lie detector in July. And so Diane Feinstein has known about this before any of right. the hearings. Could she be censured? You know, there the Senate could potentially do this because of how she deviated, but censure is the extremist, uh, the most extreme thing the Senate does before throwing someone out. And there's no precedent for them doing something like this with her. And arguably, there is a speech and debate clause in the Senate that would protect her from being able to do this stuff. Senators have a lot of latitude to do things like this uh, if there are no crimes involved, and there's not a crime here that they could charge her with, so she can pretty much get away with it. Will the voters in California let her, though, is another question. She's being challenged by a progressive Democrat. We'll be back. It is 54 after the hour. Look, I want to do some thank yous real quick to all of you and to Channel 2 viewers for the donations for the Convoy of Care for the Carolinas. Uh, I I swear to you, there were so many bottles of water dropped off in our parking lot, you could have seen it from a satellite orbiting in space. Uh, There were that many uh, water, diapers, cleaning supplies. uh, Just tons of people came by Monday and Tuesday. They filled 13 semi-trucks. 13. Uh, Really big thanks as well to the Georgia Motor Trucking Association and Atlanta Peach Movers for helping us. The Georgia Sheriff's Association, Georgia Association of Chiefs of Police, the National Association of Black Law Enforcement Executives, the GBI, the Georgia State Patrol, Home Depot, Pallet Works, everybody pulled together for this. Uh, Thank you all so much. It was a huge success. Um, It is a just terrible mess in the Carolinas. I've got a friend in North Carolina who can't get out of her house, uh, doesn't know when she's getting back. Power is just stuck. And there are a lot of similarly situated people. So thank you for everything you've done. Uh, Charlie and Milton, we got about a minute. Uh, you're next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Um, wanted to call just with everything going on with the accusations now against uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Um, and I wanted to tie it to a question that I've heard you ask about how do people still support Trump? And I reluctantly voted for him, but I'm, I'm very happy with his uh, job uh, that, that he's done since he was elected. But the reason we stand behind him with all his warts and everything that he says that makes people cringe is because he's the only one willing to fight the left who are doing an incredibly good job of ruining this country. 
Okay, so I got to tell you, Charlie, you are literally the fourth person I have had this conversation with. I, I while we were in commercial break, had this exact same conversation with someone here in this, this studio in Orlando. Uh, this morning at the airport when I was leaving, had the exact same conversation and had a text message exchange with a friend of mine up in Washington uh, today. I, this, is, this is a recurring theme from folks that, yeah, I mean, the Republicans, the number of people here in this audience who texted me and said Kavanaugh was done because the Republicans Republicans would never fight for him. And look, he's still standing. And it has a lot to do with the president saying we're rallying to this guy. And so they're rallying to this guy and it's working. It's nine after the hour. Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Y'all, there is a growing sense that on Monday the Senate is going to meet with or without uh, Christy Blasey Ford. Um, more and more, it appears, Senate Republicans believe that because so many people on the left are convinced that Brett Kavanaugh is guilty, that they need to allow him to address the claims publicly, um, if only to to help his reputation. It's very interesting. Last night, I, I put up a tweet that maybe the Hardy Boys should investigate this because they're fictional detectives and this is a fictional complaint and fictional detectives could investigate a fictional complaint better than the FBI. Uh, and there's a guy I follow on Instagram. Uh, I am not going to tell you who he is. I don't want to harass him. Uh, but he put on his social, he put on Instagram how outraged he was that I follow him. And this was so disgusting and shame on me. And I, I screenshot it and just put up a picture and said, listen, I'm this is what happens when politics invade your Instagram. And he was highly indignant, and he he jumped in and responded and said, um, the Republicans have a pattern of this between uh, the, the women Donald Trump abused, the women Roy Moore abused, and now the women Brett Kavanaugh abused, that I should allow this woman a fair hearing. And I just thought, Yo, wait, 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 you want me to give this woman a fair hearing when you're already saying that Brett Kavanaugh ab- abused women, plural? Your mind's made up on this. Now, Brett Kavanaugh deserves... To have a hearing in public, even if he's next to an empty chair, so that he can respond. Now, I've been telling you I wanted to talk about the Russians. And I really think it's only a matter of time before the media starts pushing these stories that the Russians have been pushing pro-Kavanaugh propaganda on social media. It's only a matter of time, but that's not really what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Masha, Masa Gessen. And I'd totally forgotten about this book until a friend of mine pointed it out this morning. Uh, Masa Gessen is a Russian-American journalist. And she wrote a book about the, the attacks that occurred in the Soviet Union. And how smear campaigns started in the Soviet Union. 
it's an impressive book and it's one you should read because what you would find is that this pattern is happening here on the left. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of the book. Um, oh, what is it now? Um, I'm looking it, um, never, is it never remember or blood matters? I, in any event, she has written about the, the way the Russians, Vladimir Putin and the communists orchestrated smear campaigns. And let me just describe for you the way the Soviets operated their smear campaigns. And oftentimes their smear campaigns weren't violence towards women. It was to accuse someone of, of being a pedophile and rounding them up and turning the community against them. Uh, and, and the accusations were untrue. But let me just describe for you what the Soviets did and see if it sounds familiar to you. It's the man without a face, uh, the unlikely rise of Vladimir Putin, uh, the man without a face. That's the book I'm thinking of. Um, so here, here's what you do. You take a pre-existing climate of hysteria over a giving topic. In this case, uh, the Me Too movement. There is pre-existing movement afoot to out abusers, uh, and it has grown so large now. There are hysterical aspects of it, of people who are making false accusations, and a lot of people who are being believed until after the fact. Lives are being ruined. So, so you take this pre-existing climate of hysteria, and then you make an allegation, and you orchestrate before the allegation comes out, you whisper it among allies so that your allies become convinced that the allegation itself is truth. And then what you do by doing that is the allies begin to take the position that the allegation itself is sufficient to discredit the person. And then if you have not yet destroyed the person by making the allegation that must be presumed to be true, then you find corroborators to say it is true, whether those corroborators are telling the truth or not. And then you generate a mob, and the mob demands justice. That's what's happening with Brett Kavanaugh. You take a pre-existing climate of hysteria on a particular topic, you target allegations to that particular topic, and you seed the ground before you make the allegations public with allies and the press so that the allegation itself, once made public, can become proof of the matter and truth of the matter. If that doesn't destroy the person, you then come out with fake corroboration. You find people to claim that they know the person's telling the truth or it happened to them too. And then you hire the mob to demand action. And that's what's going on here. Y'all, I got to tell you that it is not a coincidence that I am being, and I apologize, I love to interact with you guys on social media. Occasionally, I will ask those of you listening to just chime in on Twitter so I can see who all you are and try to follow you. And, and I've shut down my Twitter notifications. I, I haven't made my Twitter account private but I've shut down notifications. I can't see them from anyone unless I'm following the person, and that person is also following me. Because I'm being overrun by a bunch of accounts that have long been dormant, that have less than 100 followers, 
And suddenly they are all very, very concerned about Brett Kavanaugh. That is a paid operation. I have been on Twitter since 2007. I know how this works. I have seen these patterns. I saw it a lot in 2016 from the left and the right. These, these high volume of accounts with low numbers of followers who hadn't tweeted anything in two years, suddenly on Twitter, very active and only tweeting on one particular topic. Now, back then, usually they were literally operating on Moscow time. From 9 to 5 Moscow time, the accounts were active and then they disappeared till the next day. This is now 24 hours, but otherwise it's the exact same same thing, overrun with concerned trolls who are just desperately adamant that Brett Kavanaugh is guilty of something. This is a paid, organized operation. STK Knickerbocker is involved. Uh, that is a group that has organized gun control protests. It has organized accusations against various Republicans. It has organized Democratic dirty tricks. Uh, it does it repeatedly. That's one of the groups that organized the 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 uh, Sandra Fluck pushback against uh, Rush Limbaugh, among others. They are Democrat. They they claim to be a Democratic uh, PR firm. They're Democrat dirty tricksters. They are involved in this. They would not be involved if this wasn't a dirty trick. And Republicans in the Senate are starting to realize that they have given Christine Blasey Ford ample opportunity to come forward. Now, I got to tell you, there are some of you in the audience right now. Maybe let me check my call screening. No, 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 no. We probably had them call in and they're so angry that they can't get through. But there are some of you who are telling yourselves she must be true. She must be telling the truth. No woman would subject herself to this if she wasn't telling the truth. Her, she has credibility because she came forward. Victims don't come forward in this climate, and she came forward. She must be honest. Have you not been paying attention? For God's sakes, Hollywood is turning Wendy Davis, abortion Barbie of Texas, into a movie starring Sandra Bullock because she put on pink shoes and stood in the Texas legislature to try to kill an abortion measure, which she did not kill. They have repackaged Anita Hill as some sort of moral hero. I mean, Christine Blasey Ford trying to stand up and sabotage Brett Kavanaugh to ensure that there's not a, a fifth vote for to overturn Roe v. Wade, because that's what they believe. He's not going to vote to do it, but they are convinced he is. Uh, she will be an American folk hero. She's going to get a multi-million dollar book deal to tell her story and what happened. She, If Oprah Winfrey still had a regular show on TV, she would be trotted out there. As it is, she's probably going to wind up on MSNBC and then the Sunday shows before she ever winds up sitting before the Senate. They're going to not only take care of this woman, they're going to reward her. She has nothing to fear by doing this. She's doing it because she's a partisan Bernie Sanders donor who is convinced she has to do what she can to stop Donald Trump's Supreme Court nominee. And if it's making an accusation against him, by God, that's what she's going to do. That's what all of this is about. It is about abortion politics. It has nothing to do with the truth of the matter asserted. We'll be back. Let me take a quick time out to thank this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Now, you may not need a VPN. I do for my work, and I've been trying to find a good one that isn't going to break the bank, and it's sometimes very difficult and it's hard to set up. For those of you who don't know what a VPN is, a virtual private network, uh, it lets you privately and securely use the internet at fast speeds without being tracked by anyone. Oftentimes, you have companies that require you to have a VPN into their 
um, system. And you just, you, sometimes you need them so you can't be tracked. With all the news coming out about data hacks and breaches, it's hard for me not to be worried about my digital privacy. No matter what you do online, your mobile carrier, internet service providers, they're tracking you. Doesn't matter what your cable company is or your phone company, wherever you're getting your internet from, you're probably being tracked. With ExpressVPN, your internet data is encrypted. Your IP address is hidden. ExpressVPN covers less than seven bucks a month. It's rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and dozens of expert reviewers. It has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, your tablet. Yes, you can use them on your phone and tablet. If you're on unsecure Wi-Fi and you want to keep hackers and spies from seeing your data, ExpressVPN is for you. Now, to take back your internet privacy today, to find out how you can get three free months, go to expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Eric for three months free with a one-year package. Every day you use the internet without ExpressVPN, you're putting sensitive information at risk. So don't put this off. Protect your online data with ExpressVPN today. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. Breaking news right now, Christine Blasey Ford's lawyer has just released a new statement saying Blasey Ford will not testify before the Senate on Monday unless all the witnesses are present. She wants Mark Judge there and she wants uh, Patrick Smith there. And um, they have said they they don't know what she's talking about and they're not going to go. Uh, and it's interesting. Now, if they really, if Brett Kavanaugh was their friend, why wouldn't they want to go? Have you seen Kamala Harris and Cory Booker in the Senate and the questions they ask? Why would you want to subject yourself to that? If you did nothing wrong, some liar accused you of something, why in God's name would you want to go? Because you'd have to hire a lawyer to go. You, know, you got to have a lawyer there. Well, you don't have to have a lawyer unless you're innocent. If you're innocent. No, you're going to have a lawyer there. Innocent or guilty, you're going to have a lawyer there. Christine Blasey Ford's going to have a lawyer there, isn't she? Uh, this is just, this is mind-numbingly insane. She does not get the right to accuse Brett Kavanaugh of attempted rape and then say she's not going to allow him the constitutional right to confront his accuser unless she gets to decide who all else testifies for the Senate. It just, it doesn't work that way. You know, all these people saying Donald Trump is an authoritarian figure and an affront to our democracy are behaving like authoritarian figures who are an affront to our democracy, are they not? You have a constitutional right in the United States of America to confront your accuser. But in Donald Trump's America, hey, I guess they're right. You don't, except it's not because of him, it's because of them. That's where we're, that's where we're at. Uh, if she doesn't want to testify on Monday, I, you know and I know darn well she's going to appear on MSNBC and the Sunday shows and not show up on Monday. She's going to get a sympathetic hearing and never have to answer questions under oath. She doesn't want to be under oath because she's a liar. Y'all brace yourselves. It's only 37 after the hour. 
My goodness, we've got some time. I'll take your phone calls. 404-872-0750-1800. WSB-TALK. I have just in now um, the formal statement from Christine Blasey Ford's lawyer. Uh, The statement reads, Dr. Ford was reluctantly thrust into the public spotlight only two days ago. She is currently unable to go home and is receiving ongoing threats to her and her family's safety. Fairness and respect for her situation dictate that she should have time to deal with this. She's had 35 years! 35 years! I'm sorry. I should be professional. She continues to believe that a full nonpartisan investigation of this matter is needed and she is willing to cooperate with the committee. However, the committee's stated plan to move forward with a hearing that has only two witnesses is not a fair or good faith investigation. There are multiple witnesses whose names have appeared publicly and should be included in any proceeding. The rush to a hearing is unnecessary and contrary to the committee discovering the truth. 35 years! How the hell is this a rush to anything? She rushed to the Washington Post. She was reluctant thrust into the, the public spotlight? You know how you reluctantly thrust yourself into the public spotlight? By going to the Washington Post and saying a Supreme Court nominee tried to rape me. Folks, that's exactly what she did. She called the Washington Post herself. She called the tip line. She told them the Supreme Court nominee tried to rape me. And now she's saying she was reluctantly thrust into the public spotlight only two days ago? Well, then why the hell did she get a polygraph two months ago? Because it's all a setup. This is not credible. You can say it's a serious allegation, but serious is not credible. This is not credible. This is a liar. She does not want to be put under oath because she does not want to perjure herself because not only did she make this up, but she has now been told reliably, I'm told, that Kavanaugh can prove there's no way it could have been him. So she's trying to drag this out. Yes, I am told very reliably by multiple sources from multiple places that Kavanaugh can show fairly definitively it was not him. Nobody's disputing she may have been sexually assaulted, myself including, but Kavanaugh can fairly conclusively prove it wasn't him. How do you know? Because she hasn't given us the date. She hasn't given us the year. She hasn't given us the location. She hasn't given us the home. She hasn't told us who all's there. Because, well, people have been digging around. She's not going to get away with this. If she is put under oath, she's going to perjure herself. That's what this is about at this point. She does not want to be put under oath because she will then be perjured. And they're going to ask her, I have ensured, I have worked as hard as I can to make sure this happens, and I am told it would happen. Someone would ask her. One of multiple people would ask. Which, if any, Democratic PR firms or opposition research firms has she spoken with? Because she has. Let me just tell you what I was told yesterday by a little birdie. We'll just call him little birdie. Remember during the Bush years, progressive activists embedded themselves within the Bush administration and within the conservative movement. And they would leak juicy bits of stuff to the left and to the media. 
And some of them would occasionally leave and say, oh, they, they, they found their true passion and it's progressivism and these damn dirty Republican liars. I never wanted to be one of those anyway. Let me tell you what they did. You remember that we had these stories they would trot out occasionally into the Bush administration. Well, conservatives caught on. They did this to the Obama administration and to progressive activist groups like Planned Parenthood and others. Maybe SDK Knickerbocker. And maybe they're still there leaking little secrets to little birdies who know what's going on. Maybe, just maybe, just speculating based on what little birdie said, that maybe we know a little more on the Kavanaugh defense side than what the Democrats think we know. And maybe Blasey Ford has been tipped off to it and doesn't want to commit perjury because that's where this is headed. Now, happening now, happening literally right now, Jeff Flake and Susan Collins have both come out and urged Blasey Ford to show up on Monday and said if she doesn't, the committee should move on to a vote on Brett Kavanaugh. They're going to vote for him. The left at this moment is melting down, absolutely melting down. Let's go to the phones. Brian and Kennesaw, welcome. Hi, thank you. Pleasure to speak with you. I would love to get your take on a little theory I have that I absolutely agree with you. I think she's made the whole thing up. She's a liar and that she can't give details like where it occurred, when it occurred, the house, the room, anything like that. One, because she's making it up. But two, it's giving some Democrat research groups time to look up every party that Judge Kavanaugh went to as a teenager. Where was it? When was it? What was the house like? And then she can claim, oh, yeah, now I remember. Yes. Listen, Brian, this is is not a theory. This is happening. This, I, I guarantee you, this is happening. That that that's why they want to delay. Is they now need even more time? She said thirty five years and can't remember the year, can't remember the location. None of that. They they want time to build her story and and claim more people. And there, it's it's not going to happen. I'm sorry, but it, y'all, this woman has a PhD. She's not dumb. She is not a dumb person. And the, the the left is making this out to me. She's also a Bernie Sanders donor and a progressive activist, by the way. We don't get into that much, but we should for perspective. She's a progressive activist, a Bernie Sanders donor, and has a PhD. And this is not a dumb person. Well, I mean, she did vote for Bernie Sanders. But nonetheless, she's a highly educated person. What do you, a person who doesn't have a PhD, if you're listening and you don't have a PhD... What do you think is going to happen to you when you call a reporter? And let's say you called a reporter today at the AJC and said Brett Kavanaugh tried to rape you. What do you think is going to happen? If they, if you put two and two, well, we went to high school together. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to write a report and you've called and given them your name. Of course it's going to be a big deal. This is not a dumb person. And can I just say, and I'm, I apologize to those of you on the phone, this this just, I have people telling me now that I've gone beyond respectful and, and I need to tone it down. I'm sorry. I have a really hard time being respectful with a group of people who are trying to destroy a man's career and reputation so they can keep killing kids. And that's what all of this is about, is abortion politics. I have no patience for people who want to destroy the name and reputation of a good man who is an innocent man because they want to keep killing kids. I have no patience for it at all. 
It is absolutely disgusting what is happening. And for those of you listening right now saying, well, she seems so honest and credible. You haven't heard from her. You've heard a carefully orchestrated rollout in the newspaper of what she and the Democrats want you to know. You haven't seen her. You haven't heard from her. You haven't seen her entire in her own words. No, you've read the Washington Post story and the Democratic opposition stuff. You don't know her from Adam. How can you say, oh, she's so credible and he's not. You've never even seen her. You've never even heard her. Don't tell me she's credible. She's not credible. If she was credible, she would be out here already under oath telling her side of the story like she said two days ago she planned to do. And now suddenly she's not because the Democrats don't want her to. (sighs) Okay, blood pressure down again. My alarm on my Siri Apple watch is going to tell me to call 911 or something. Janet in Doraville, I'm sorry to keep you waiting with my tirade. That's all right. Tirade away, honey. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Then it reminds me, I mean, for, for people who had some American history, it reminds me of the Salem Witch Trials. I mean, it started with hysteria about something mm-hmm. and whispering campaigns against, mm-hmm. you know, someone was singled out. There was a whispering campaign against them. You had a big mob, and they were either drowned or burned at the stake. And if they drowned, then they weren't a witch. Right. And, and if they, they didn't the drown, yes, this is it's like the Monty Python skit as well in the Holy Grail that that you, you, a, a witch is made out of wood. So if a witch floats like a duck, well, then the witch is made out of wood. And so you have to burn them. And if you right. burn them and they don't burn, well, then they're not made out of wood, but humans would burn. So you have to drown them. Yeah. The, I mean, the whole thing is this is a Monty Python skit. This is this is Soviet era justice led by progressive activists who think Soviet Union was a good thing to destroy an innocent man. That is gross. Also, they can kill kids. That is what this is about. Abortion politics. We'll be back. It is 55 after the hour, and this is a really, really big deal. This is happening now. The Senate Republican Committee's uh, majority on the Senate Judiciary Committee have just released a letter signed by Chairman Charles Grassley, the senator from Iowa, uh, and the other members of on behalf of the Republican members of the committee. I am. This is to Senator Dianne Feinstein. I am writing to request that you provide me a copy of the letter dated July 30, 2018, that you received from Dr. Christine Blasey Ford containing allegations of sexual assault against Judge Brett Kavanaugh. My staff has made repeated requests for this document, which has become a significant piece of evidence in Judge Kavanaugh's confirmation process, but your staff has so far refused to provide a copy of the letter. You are able to share this unredacted copy with all the members of your caucus and their staff, as well as anyone else you choose. The only version we have of this letter is a redacted version contained in the supplemental FBI background investigation file that only senators and a handful of very select staff are authorized to read. Boom. What on earth are the Democrats hiding? They have not given the entire committee Christine Blasey Ford's letter unredacted. None of the Republicans have actually seen her unredacted. Think about that for a minute. Dianne Feinstein has had this letter since July 30th. She's shown it to her Democratic colleagues. She hasn't shown the committee chairman. She hasn't shown the committee majority. This is not credible. 
this is not credible. You do not get an allegation of rape by a Supreme Court nominee and sit on it for two months if it's credible. You use it to embarrass the president and the Republicans and push for a more moderate judge. That's what the Democrats would do. And they didn't do it because it's not a credible accusation. Even if it's serious, it's not credible.